Hello all, and welcome to Citispell. I'm back. I'm your host, Jocelyn McRae. If you follow me online, you'll know I was sick last week and took some time to heal before recording again, but I'm feeling much better now, and I'm excited to dive back in with another creation myth. Today's story is from the indigenous Hopi tribe in North America. The Hopi people are native to the northeastern Arizona region, with the Black Mesa Reservation spanning three mesas and approximately 1.5 million acres. There are currently 34 living clans who occupy 12 Hopi villages. The Hopi are considered one of the oldest surviving indigenous communities in present-day United States, tracing ancestry back over 2,000 years ago. Hopi is a shortened version of the word Hopito Shinumu, which means the peaceful ones. The Hopi culture stayed alive through Spanish invasion and colonization, and the Hopi language is still taught to indigenous children in Arizona, keeping their rich history and mythology alive for generations to come. Come on in and sit a spell. It's story time. In the beginning, only two existed, Tawa, the sun god, and the spider woman, goddess of earth and creation. All that belonged to the above, the power, the mysteries, belonged to Tawa. The magic below belonged to the spider woman. There existed an underworld, which was the home of the gods. In the underworld, there was neither woman nor man, nor birds or beasts, no plants or living things, only the sun god and spider woman. After a time, the two deities decided there should be other gods to share their labors with. Tawa divided himself, and from him came Moyinwa, god of all life germs. Spider woman followed suit and created the goddess of hard substances and the hard ornaments of wealth such as turquoise, silver, shell, and coral. Her name was Huzroiwuti. This goddess became Tawa's bride for eternity, making them the very first lovers. From this union, the magic twins were born, Palanoia, the Echo, and Pukanoia, the Youth. Time began to start ticking, unfurling and bringing with it more deities. Hikanavaya, the ancient of six places, including the above and below and four world quarters, the man-eagle and the great-plumed serpent, among others who remain unnamed at this point. It is noted that the death god, Masawu, was not born from first lovers, but appeared after cre the creation of living creatures and was considered bad magic. The Spider-Woman and the Sun God soon realized that they shared one mighty thought together. They would create the earth to be between the below and above. All that existed in this space was shimmering expanses of water, referred to as the Endless Waters. They sat down side by side and moved their bodies, bronze and shimmering, along with the rhythmic music of their voices, 
Together they created the first magic song. This song was of flowing waters and rushing winds, a song of light, life, and sound. I am Tawa, sang the sun god. I am light, I am life, I am father of all that shall ever come. I am Kokoyawuti, the spider woman crooned. I receive light and nourish life. I am mother of all that shall ever come. Many strange thoughts are forming in my mind, beautiful forms of birds to float in the above, of beasts to move upon the earth, and fish to swim in the waters, intoned Tawa. Now let these things that move in the thought of Tawa appear, chanted Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman gathered up clay in her spindly fingers and sculpted the thoughts of Tawa one by one. She laid them next to one another before realizing none of them moved or breathed. They were not alive. Tawa insisted they do something about this. The forms needed spirit. Together the two worked as a mighty magic. They laid a white blanket over the figures. It was a fleece of such a substance that one may mistake it for a cloud. They chanted a mighty incantation over it, and the two saw movement beneath the blanket. Their creations were breathing. They were stirring. Tawa sang to the Spider-Woman, Now let's make ones like you and me, so they may enjoy and rule over lesser creatures. She went to work, shaping Tawa's thoughts into reality again. She scooped up more clay and created figures of man and woman after deity's own images. They cradled and gazed at the human forms and sang the magic song of life over them. The human figures breathed and stirred. The two were very happy with their creations, and soon realized they no longer needed to expand the earth. All creations will multiply and inhabit the lands. Tawa resolved to journey across the above each day, shedding light upon all creation, and returning to his wife each night. He realized he also needed to provide land for his creations to live on. He turned his blazing shield to the endless waters, creating land, and in turn, the very first day upon Earth. Spider-Woman agreed to lead all of the creations out of the waters and onto dry land. It was quite the task as she noticed that the living things were disorganized and aimless. She separated them all into groups called tribes, then beckoned for everyone to follow her. They followed her through the four great caverns of the underworld until they came to a sipapu, or opening in the earth. They followed the light and ascended onto the land. It is said that the body of water they emerged from is the Colorado River. Eager to ascend, Koyona the turkey pushed ahead briskly, dragging his tail feathers in the mud and creating permanent black markings on the land. Morning Dove soared overhead and called out for those who could follow to join him in flight. Those who flew found springs of water and settled beside them. Spider-Woman appointed a creature to lead each tribe to a place where they could build their homes. Some creatures included puma, antelope, deer, snake, 
and all horned creatures. Each clan would take the name of their animal leader. Spider Woman declared that the women of each clan would build the house, care for the home, and that the family name shall pass through her. She will mold jars for water and food, grind the grain for bread, and teach the young. She declared that men will build kivas of stone underground, making altars painted with sand. He shall weave baskets with clan symbols, create weapons, and provide meat for his family by hunting game. Spider Woman stooped down, picked up sand, and let it run between her fingers in a continuous, wisping stream. She said that the movement of the sand is the life force that will cause all things to grow. The great plumed serpent, called lightning, will strike the land to fertilize it. Rain cloud will pour down waters, and Tawa will smile upon the land, causing green things to sprout and feed creation. The spider woman looked to the sky, where she saw Tawa descending toward the west, turning the sky gold and red. As he took his leave, he reminded creation that the two will always be watching, and if they are ever needed, they would only need to call upon them for guidance. The tribes next noticed Spider Woman. She wore a white wool tunic and a blue shirt skirt. On the left side was a woven butterfly, and on the other side a squash blossom designed in red, yellow, and green, with bands of black between. She wore necklaces and earrings of coral, shell, and turquoise. Her warm eyes and tender lips sat upon her fair face. Her form was elegant and graceful. She wore boots made from leather, gleaming white beneath her skirts. The tribes noticed a whirlpool of sand spinning near her feet and were confused. She held her right hand up and smiled at them. She stepped onto the swirling sand which sucked her down into the earth right before their eyes. She returned to her home in the underworld. It is so good to be back. I hope you enjoyed today's story. Don't forget to follow Sit a Spell on Twitter and Facebook at Sit a Spell Folklore and Mythology and on Instagram at Sit a Spell Podcast. I hope this week brings you all you deserve and more. Y'all come back now. <laughs>